which forced him to stop competing inside the ring due to this uh, unseeable medical condition. WWE UK stars had started to taking to social media to post uh, messages remembering um, Rocco's impact in the industry. Sam Grabwell writes that he's really sorry to hear about the passing of Mark Rocco, an innovator light years ahead of his time. He had the privilege of sitting with him and Marty Jones a few years ago and hearing him discuss their old battles and having taking subtle digs at each other at the time. Rest in peace. Mark Andrews posted a message as well. Awful news to hear about the passing of Mark Rocco. Um, Flash Morgan um, Webster put up some uh, nice tweets talking about how Rocco was without a doubt one of the very best at lace up a pair of boots. He was a pioneer and an innovator in its safe. The junior heavyweight style wouldn't be what it is today without his contribution. So if you go back throughout the annals of time, you will see that um, Mark Rocco played a huge part in the world of uh, professional wrestling, especially in the junior weight, junior heavyweight division um, in the early 80s, um, especially in his matches against Tiger Mask for the junior heavyweight championship. And of course, throughout time, we've seen uh, various other incarnations of Black Tiger. The second, of course, was Eddie Guerrero. The third, of course, Rocky Romero. So it's very interesting to talk about that. Speaking of Rocky Romero, Rocky Romero was involved in the Talking Shop Mania pay-per-view. Um, I saw it. It was very interesting. The worst podcast ever produced. It's worst wrestling pay-per-view ever on Fight TV. Rocky was a part of that. Rocky spoke to Wrestling Inc. president Raj Jiri about various about a variety of different subjects heading into his appearance at Talking Shopamania. Rocky discussed how Talking Shopamania came to pass, noting that Doc Gallows, who had recently debuted in Impact Wrestling, was the leader of this idea and that the event took place in his backyard. With an enormous eclectic class cast of talent, including himself, uh, Gallows, Anderson, Heath Miller, Enzo Amore, Brian Myers, the former um, Kurt Hawkins, Chavo Guerrero, Kozlov, Mike Bennett, Maria Canellis, and so on. Romero discussed the travel, how the travel was handled, and initially things got up to a bad start when the second spike of the COVID caught them off guard when they were arriving in Georgia. At least they were all prepared. We were sweating it. We, we were sweating it because when we started to plan this out, it looked like the cases were going to be low. We didn't realize that the second spike was going to happen so so soon right Rocky explained so when we were planning we were like oh this will be a good time because things will be will have been settled everything will be all right and then you know fast forward it's the week of the show and the day that we all arrived in Georgia is the same day that Georgia went back into phase one despite this auspicious start their preparation came in handy that and Gallo's wife being a nurse and her and her and offering her assistance combined to have them all safe and secure Rocky admitted that he was quite nervous about people backing out, but that changed quickly. He said, to be honest, everyone has been cooped up for so long, and they were like, yes, let me get out the house and let's go have some fun. He said, it all ended up working out great. We had no issues with nobody getting sick. Everyone traveled safely. So that's what happened at the uh, the worst pay-per-view era ever. 
So if you happen to get a chance to take a look at that, it is on the Fight Network. You'll be able to see that on um, on there uh, for $14.99. You can make your payment and do what you need to do from there. So get ready to watch a crappy wrestling show, but not crappy in a sense like you're not going to get great work rate and all kind of whatnot. It was a bunch of people having fun. And if you follow all of the um, backlog of um, talking shop and the, you know, and how it all came to pass, you got to see how the characters of Sex Ferguson and Chad Too Bad and um, Chico El Luchador comes to pass and stuff like that. Very nice tie-ins with Impact Wrestling. You had the Rock and Roll Express there. You had um, well, Kurt Hawkins, Heath Miller there, Rhino was there, D'Lo Brown was there, Enzo Amore, uh, David Penzer, uh, Teddy Long. Uh, you had um, the Boner Yard match, which was hilarious as fuck. So you got to definitely take a look into that. And there was an even even some uh, tie-ins to uh, last week's episode of BC for Life of... Uh, <clears throat> Being the elite, where the uh, the club uh, basically reunited once again with the Young Bucks, talking about their um, what could have been their signing to uh, all elite wrestling, but then they got super kicked, and you know they went back into reality and uh, finished off in that boner yard match, which was funny as hell, and it was for their twenty four seven championship, which Chad too bad. Um, walked out with the title, which is hilarious as hell. So it's just goofy ass wrestling that you can see where um, you can enjoy yourself and have a laugh. New Japan Pro Wrestling provides details about Strong. Strong is a new show that New Japan is going to debut August 7th at 10 p.m. and it's going to be airing on New Japan World. As New Japan announced this week during a press conference by President Takami Obadi, the president of New Japan America, he revealed that Strong will be centered around the American talent and that he noted that the first episode will feature the opening round of a tournament called New Japan Cup USA. This is where this all picks up. Featured in these matches, you will see Carl Fredericks taking on Kenta, Jeff Cobb taking on Tangaloa, David Finley versus Chase Owens, and Brody King versus Tama Tonga. Fans will see the semifinal rounds take place on August 14th, followed by the match of the tournament August 21st. The winner of the New Japan Cup USA will then earn the opportunity to challenge for the IWGP Inter I mean United States Championship currently held by John Moxley. I was about to say Intercontinental title. That's crazy. One star that will not be competing inside the ring for the foreseeable future is Juice Robinson. Juice Robinson tweeted out a message saying that he is suffering from a leg injury and he won't be a part of the broadcast. You can see the full announcement online. You can hit it on Twitter or go to New Japan World so you can see what's going on with that. Now, speaking of the United States Championship, I think this is interesting that New Japan Pro Wrestling would um, put focus on the United States Heavyweight title which is currently held around the waist of John Moxley, who is currently the AEW World's Heavyweight Champion. Uh, this would be a good means of um, these guys getting an, getting the opportunity to compete for the United States title. Now, it's interesting the names that's in this tournament. Carl Fredericks, who just graduated the LA Dojo um, class. You also have um, 
the Gorillas of Destiny in singles matches in this. You have David Fenley from Fenjuice looking for that single opportunity outbreak to get a crack at that title. And you also have Kenta, who's um, definitely a huge star. This will be a huge feather in his cap if he was to win that cup and get an opportunity to challenge John Moxley. I think that would be great. And Brody Lee, who is a Ring of Honor star and a former NWA Tag Team Champion, this will be interesting to see how this will pan out. So um, be on the lookout for this show, August 7th, which will be taking place this coming week, I believe. So be on the lookout for that. That's going to be very interesting. And the fact that they're doing this for the... Um, the New Japan Cup USA will be actually pretty good. I wonder what kind of cup they're going to use, which trophy they're going to use to represent the cup for um, the winner of the tournament. And I'm also curious to see how are they going to get around to having John Moxley defend the United States Championship um, in North America, considering that he is signed to a contract with All Elite Wrestling, being that he's only allowed to defend his title in Japan. That's very interesting. New Japan announces the tournament to crown the new Never Six Man Tag Team Champions. Shingo Takagi's answer has been brought to the table. New Japan has announced that a tournament will take place over the next, um, over the course of next week to determine the brand new Never Six Man Tag Team Champions. Never, I mean, New Japan Pro Wrestling officials revealed that Shingo Takagi, Ibu, and Bushi, who were the previous champions, had to vacate the championship. Ibu noted back in um, Dominion in July that he has no desire to keep the six-man tag team title now that he is one, now that he is the double champion. A new single elimination tournament will start August 6th and will end August 9th at Currican Hall, and you will see the opening matches down below. August 6th, we'll see Kazuchika Okada, Toriyano, and Sho from Chaos take on Bullet Club, Yujiro Takahashi, Jado, and Gato. LIJ members Sonata, Shingo Takagi, and Bushi will take on Minoru Suzuki, El Desperado, and Doki. August 7th, we'll see Kota Ibushi, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Master Wato versus Zack Sabre Jr., Taichi, and Yosh Yoshinobu Kanemaru. And also, we'll see Tomaki Hanma, Makabe Toge, and Taguchi Ryusuke taking on the team of Chaos, Tomohiro Ishii, Hiroki Goto, and Yoshihashi. The semifinals and finals are set to occur, occur the consecutive nights of August 8th and August 9th. Stay tuned for the full results for the show. Now, it's interesting how this has taken place. Once Evil had became the double champion, I was curious to know what they were going to do with those uh, six-man tag belts. So Evil wasn't the only one that had that question in mind. So it's interesting to see that um, everything is panning out and playing into the story that's taking place. So we know that Bullet Club and Chaos is feuding with each other, and they also have Bullet Club feuding with L.I.J. But L.I.J. is also in the midst of this thing um, as well as they're um, regrouping and getting their thing together. Chaos is definitely representing strong here, both teams, both Yano and um, uh, Sho and Okada may have a good chance of winning this thing, but then I'm not going to sleep on Ishii, Goto, and Yoshihashi. 
Yoshihashi needs a championship, and I think that they probably might be the favorites. Hama Makabe and Taguchi, Team Japan, Team um, Taguchi Japan slash GHB, have a good chance of probably maybe winning this bout too as well. But um, we'll see how that goes. Desperado, Minoru Suzuki, and Doki, another good chance of um, people winning uh, this matchup as well. I can definitely see Bullet Club bringing in the never six-man tag belts. That'll just be there for what it is. We know that uh, also Suzuki Gun represented twice with uh, Dangerous Techers and Kanamaru. But the interesting story, the interesting pairing in this one is Master Wato, Tanahashi, and Ibushi. What's interesting about this one is that this would be Master Wato's first opportunity at a New Japan Championship since coming back from Excursion. This will probably be good experience for him to have teaming up with um, Kota Ibushi and Tanahashi on this one. But however, one distinct trait that must be addressed is the fact that Ibushi and Tanahashi are still the number one challengers for the IWGP heavyweight tag belts. What's interesting about this at most is the fact that there's trouble in the camp with uh, Ibushi and Tanahashi because Dangerous Techers have been getting in Ibushi's head, letting him know the only way you're going to get a tag team title match against us is for you to ditch the old man. Now, who's the old man? Hiroshi Tanahashi. Tanahashi has not been performing up to, up to standards as the ace of the century that he has been heralded to be within the last couple of weeks. Not only losing the New Japan um, Cup matches, but losing in the world tag and with the world yeah the world tag team title defense, the heavyweight tag team title defense against Dangerous Techers, and they've just basically been exploiting and telling the story that Tanahashi is old. And he needs to hang it up. Koda does not want to really team with anybody else. But, you know, he's getting frustrated that Tanahashi has become the punching bag in this in these series of matches. And pretty much is not up to form as the ace that everyone is familiar with. So it's very interesting to see how this is going to turn out. Now, however, to keep in mind... If LIJ regains the tag team belts, this will be Sonata's uh, first run as a champion for this year, considering how Sonata has not been in the title picture for anything since the formation of the Double Crown. So it will be interesting to see what would happen if Sonata, Bushi, and Takagi become the never six-man tag team title holders um, once again, so that will be very interesting to see how that turns out. So, ladies and gentlemen, I also want to get into the results from um, the other show that did take place for um, Summer Struggle, and the results are here. So, this is from Friday's show. We're going to get right into it. Yoshihashi, Yano Toro, and Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroki Goto defeated Gabriel Kidd. Yoda Suji, Ryusuke Taguchi, and Satoshi Kojima, with um, Suji getting pinned uh, by Goto to get the win. Sonata 
Shingo Takagi defeated Tomaki Hama and Makabe Togi. It was a very good match, but scary indeed because I was concerned about what was going to happen to um, Hanma, considering that Hanma has a very still is still wrestling with a bad neck, even though he came back from surgery. But he's just not the same, and I'm just I was just so concerned. But with my concern and his passion and his heart, I really can't say anything about that. He's really putting in his all uh, to the best way, but it looked like um, he was going to have his neck snapped. When he was put in that reverse dragon sleeper. Doki, Yoshinobu Kanamaru, El Desperado, Suzuki-gun, um, Dangerous Techers, the IWGP Tag Team Champions. Defeated, Yuya Imura, Master Wato, Hiroshi Tenzan, Kota Ibushi, and Tanahashi. With um, Yodosu, I mean, um, Yuya Imura getting pinned by Kanamaru in the match. And again, going back to the story of Dangerous Techers taunting Kota Ibushi letting him know that the only way you're getting that shot at our belts is for you to ditch Tanahashi or come join Suzuki-gun which would be very interesting I wonder if this is going to lead into a heel turn with um, Kota Ibushi if it does that would be very interesting to see how a heel Ibushi would uh fit in a landscape of New Japan Pro Wrestling and that will probably go into the one-on-one story of him and Tanahashi um, going forward Sho and Kazuchika Okada defeated Gato and Yujiro Takahashi in a tag team match Evil and Taji Shimori defeated Bushi and um, Naito Tetsuya in tag team action and in the main event Minoru Suzuki defeats Yuji Nagata in a very hard-hitting match. So it was stiff as hell. They were slapping the hell out of each other. Great matchup between Suzuki and um, and um, Nagata. You can never go wrong with watching these guys perform inside that ring, giving you guys everything that they can possibly give you when it comes down to a stiff, strong-style match. They fought all over the, over the ring. They kept everything inside the ring, but they also fought on the outside. And in the end, uh, it was Minoru Suzuki getting the win with the Gotch-style pile driver on Yuji Nagata. Then he gets on a microphone, cuts a promo, telling the fans of Kurikin to shut the hell up. I don't need your support. I don't need you to clap for me. I don't need for you to cheer for me. I just don't need you, period. And then he told Nagata, take your ass in the back. You're garbage. You're an idiot. I don't want to take, I don't want to fight you ever again. You're beneath me. You're scum. Bounce, rolls, son. Get to the back of the line and don't ever let me see you again. And he said, now it's time for me to set my focus on. And then he said, it's a secret. And then he went on about his way, had his post-match interview down in the uh, the bowels of uh, Currican Hall, stating that he knows who he wants. And it'll be damn high time for him to accept his challenge. And we're about to see how this is going to go about. Now, we also want to talk. I want to talk about this Yujiro and Okada sort of thing. They were talking about the King of Pro Wrestling title that will be taking place. And he was talking about how, like, oh, these are four ways. These are single matches, whatever, whatever. He says, well, whatever the case may be, just know that my opportunity to face you will come. And I will inevitably beat you. 
So I see some very interesting and strong things coming out of that. So, again, everything's been kind of hectic over there in New Japan Pro Wrestling. The Japanese wrestling landscape has been rather interesting these last couple of days. And um, with Cyber Fights looking to go on to the next level, uh, New Japan USA making some impressive strides considering the state of the United States Championship and how they're going to focus on that title. Uh, it's a shame that Juice Robinson is going to not be involved in this tournament. But I think that my favorites is both Kenta, David Finley, and Tamatanga. Those guys just so happens to be like my fa- my three picks that I think that can probably win this first edition of the New Japan Cup. However, what I find interesting is in this um my other pick will be Clark um will be um Carl Fredericks. Carl Fredericks won the Young Lions Cup last year and he's been on a roll. He graduated from the LA Dojo. He's going on to bigger things and maybe him getting an opportunity at the US Championship as a graduate would be very interesting to see how that pans and play out um, in the New Japan landscape. However, I feel, I believe that if there's a breakout star in this, I believe it's going to be David Finley because um, although David had one crack at the, um, at the title against uh, Moxley, he didn't fare so well. The other person I believe, uh, actually it was against Jay White, but he didn't fare so well. I believe Kenta definitely would be another favorite due to the fact that he's already established in America as an ROH star, an NXT star, a WWE star. Putting the United States Championship on him would be a shot in the arm, not only for New Japan Pro Wrestling, but just to let the American audience know that, hey, WWE failed me, now I'm the champion. Let's get it. I would have loved to see him and Shinsuke go at it for the U.S. belt during his U.S. championship run. The other person that I feel that can stand out in this is none other than Tama Tonga. Tama has been a tag team wrestler for most of his New Japan career. Actually, for all of his New Japan career. You've yet to see Tama in singles action. If you see Tama in singles action, you would have to go all the way back when he was a young lion in New Japan Pro Wrestling and some of his early days as a Bullet Club member um, in the very, very beginning. But him stepping out of the shadow and becoming a leader for New Japan and a leader for Bullet Club will be very interesting to see how this all pans out. I would love to see what she does. Um, oh, I don't have to say she. I would love to see what he does as a single star and perhaps being the charismatic, dangerous, balls-to-the-wall, non-fucks-given, non-fucks-taken type of attitude that Tamatanga has on the overall. And him being the him becoming the U.S. champion will be very, very interesting for the likes of Bullet Club. So we have it right there, folks. 
all that information coming out of New Japan Pro Wrestling. There's going to be more stuff this week. I'm going to get into uh, next week or time permitting. I'm going to get into the history of the King of Pro Wrestling and how that is shaping up to become the new title for New Japan Pro Wrestling. So once again, folks, we thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Thank you for listening to us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbeam, CastBox, Deezer, Tuned In, and Podcast Addict. Follow us on our social medias, Mark Morell on Facebook, uh, Mark Morell on Black Junction, uh, XM Nightbuster on Twitter, M double at uh Instagram M double forty four at Instagram, also Dietrich Davis on um Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook and Team D D O D uh at gmail.com if you have any questions, any concerns, or just for that matter, just any inquiries about wrestlers with experience. We thank you for tuning in and uh have a good one, folks, from one half of the most illustrious tag team in the motherfucking galaxy. Be good, stay strong, stay safe, and keep doing what you do. Peace.